You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of ACB Advocacy Update. Um, I believe this will be our first episode for 2020, so very exciting. Welcome back. We hope everybody had a great holiday season. I am Claire Stanley, the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist here at the American Council of the Blind. Sitting across the desk from me is... Clark Brockfall, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for ACB. Thank you to everyone. Um, hopefully we didn't lose too many listeners over the holiday breaks, but we are back here in 2020, like Claire said. Happy New Year. If you'd like to find old episodes of the podcast or more information about ACB, you can always visit acb.org and find episodes on ACB radio, as well as via your favorite podcast player. And as always, if you have any advocacy questions, things are going on, you want potential help, you just want to know what your rights are, anything and everything, you can always reach out to us at advocacy at acb.org. That's advocacy at acb.org. Um, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and introduce our guest today. We're really excited to talk about a relationship that's been building with another nonprofit organization um, starting in just this past year, and we hope for it to continue to grow and evolve and just become something really, really great. And so that nonprofit organization is America Walks. So to talk to us today, we have Heidi Simon. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us what your, your title is, your role is, and then just a little bit about what your organization's all about, your mission statement, and so on. Sure. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me today. So I'm Heidi Simon. I'm the Deputy Director at America Walks, which means that I do any number of things. We're a small organization, so I wear a lot of hats, mostly focused on partnerships, communications, and programs. Um, so you'll see me around the, the organization um, and our webinars and whatnot, um, if you're familiar with, with our programming. Uh, we are a national nonprofit organization focused on advancing safe, equitable, accessible, and enjoyable places to walk and move. Um, and we do that through a variety of ways um, by giving people and communities the resources to effectively advocate for change. Um, so we work at the local and state and national level with a network of over 30,000 individuals across the US and 700 local and state and national organizations, all focused on making sure that people uh, in communities across the US can walk and move, whether it be for transportation, for fun, for health, whatever that, that goal might be. We want them to be able to do so safely um, and accessibly. I think that's great. I know one of the first um, suggestions for us to uh, connect with America Walks came with some of our members from our Environmental Access Committee. And our Environmental Access Committee is all about making our environment around us accessible. So our sidewalks, our streets, our crosswalks, um, everything and anything that we interact with on a daily basis when we're going from point A to point B. And so it's really exciting to hear about what you guys are doing, how closely it aligns with some of the work that our different committees here at ACB are working on. 
Yeah, we really think that when you're looking at communities and places where people live, work, play, get around for whatever the case may be, um, it's not enough to look curb to curb as uh, so often we do when we talk about transportation planning or community design. You really have to look door to door um, and really take the full picture. Uh, and to do that, it's that human perspective and no better way to get the human perspective of a place where you are um, than on foot. And Heidi, does that perspective, that door-to-door -door perspective, I guess, what's, um, what are some similarities and what are some differences? Uh, because you are a national organization, um, does that philosophy or things that you take into account have to change, whether you're dealing um, with environmental access and pedestrian safety in rural areas, suburban areas, or even urban centers? Oh, definitely. Context is key. Um, and there's no one size fits all solution here. I mean, even within, you know, two urban settings or two rural settings, you're going to have different considerations that need to be taken into account. Um, you know, for urban settings, a lot of it is looking at ways that we are partnering with transit, affordable housing, how we look at the use of space, um, because space is so often limited in urban spaces. Um, and in rural settings or small town settings, that looks different. Um, it might not be so much that you're able to walk to a grocery store, for example, but are there places that you can get to that then you can kind of get out of a car or a vehicle and walk around there and get um, the, the, a similar experience, I'll say. Um, you know, rural communities and small towns often have more opportunities for trail development. Um, for opportunities to walk outside and be among nature, which is a huge benefit and something that we're seeing grow in urban settings, but doesn't come as naturally, um, maybe. Uh, so there's, there's any number of considerations that come into play. And like I said, no one size fits all solution. And so it's really just looking at um, what our priorities are and what we know works or can work and getting people to think a little bit differently about how they're using space and transportation. That's great. So I know for us here at the American Council of the Blind, we were really excited and liked the idea of getting uh, connected with you guys at America Walks because we really believe that our missions overlapped and that mm -hmm. we had similar goals that for those of us who are blind or visually impaired, we want to make sure that our environment is accessible in all different ways, shapes, and forms. And we really felt like um, that um, could very well be connected to what's going on at America Walks, that we have similar goals and ideas and priorities. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? I know we've touched on it a bit, but what some of the priorities are for you guys and how our two organizations can kind of come together? Because as we always know, you know, two voices are louder than one and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think it's been great to work together over the past year and, and learn about each other's work and to find those, those obvious overlaps um, in our work and our priorities. Uh, we believe that everybody walks at some point throughout the day in some form, um, you know, you're going to take steps outside probably. And so what, what does that look like and how can we make communities that support that behavior, whether those steps are just walking to your car or from your car to your office, whether it's walking to a metro stop, whether it's walking to school with your kids or whatever the case may be. Um, what, what can we do to make that, that happen? And I think for us, our priorities really stem back to that mission statement that I mentioned earlier. 
um, where we're advancing safe. Um, so looking at slower speeds, better maintained crosswalks and um, frequent crosswalks and opportunities to cross safely, um, well-maintained sidewalk networks and maintaining the quality of sidewalks. We're looking at equitable, which means that we are looking at walkable communities for all members and for all communities, making sure that community members um, feel engaged and empowered um, to use their voice to be part of these conversations about what they want their community to look like or what they need their community to be doing for them. Accessible, which is you know what we talk a lot about a lot with our two organizations, right? I feel like that kind of is our, our joint wheelhouse, so to speak, and that looks at things like making sure that pedestrian rights of way are clear for everybody or that signage and other wayfinding is, is able to be um, read and used by, by all members. And then our, our last buzzword in our mission statement is enjoyable. And we, we keep that in because at the end of the day, walking should be fun. Um, you know, you're, you're doing a physical activity, yes, and you might be doing it for transportation or to improve your health, but it should, it should also be fun. You should be finding um, enjoyment in, in doing the activity. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, even before you said like the wheelhouse of what um, we really work on with uh, between our two organizations, the other things really uh, rang out to us here at ACB, you know, things like sidewalks, you know, we are not sidewalks, excuse me, crosswalks. We want as many crosswalks available as possible because those help those of us who are blind and visually impaired have better access to cross the street. Um, you know, we want sidewalks that are not cluttered with different items that mm -hmm. are free from obstacles. So I think, uh, you know, so many of our things really align and that's exciting. Yeah. And um, having conversations too, I've, I've really enjoyed our discussions um, and getting an opportunity to learn from, from both of you and everyone else at ACB about what what does safety mean for, for people with visual impairments? What does accessibility look like um, to your members and your network so that we can continue to expand our efforts uh, to make sure that when we, when we talk about walking walkable communities, we, we are um, reflecting the needs of all community members. Heidi, what have you noticed in, over the past few years or even uh, more long-term about how walkable communities have changed or evolved um, are our communities becoming more walkable? Is technology making it easier or harder for people to navigate on foot in the community? I think people are, are starting to, or not starting, but continuing to um, recognize the value that comes in a walkable community. Um, you know, we see it having economic benefits uh, for local main streets and um, businesses. We see it obviously having health benefits as people are moving and increasing physical activity. Um, we see it as being a transportation option and getting people out of their cars and looking at different ways to get around, which helps any number of things, such as the environment um, or you know, how we can use space and place. And so I, I do think it's, um, it's growing in popularity or being a little bit more recognized as a legitimate form of transportation, which is great. Our work is still cut out for us. You know, we know that over 6,000 people died walking last year, um, and that number is growing. So obviously, we're not there yet in creating communities that support 
um, walking completely. But I do think that the conversation is, is shifting. Um, and I think as we look at new forms of transportation and mobility that are coming on the scene, whether it be scooters or e-bikes or, um, you know, I don't even know what's going to be the next flashy, shiny toy that, <laughs> that sure. shows up. Um, I don't have a crystal ball, but I do think it, even with those new transportation options, the conversation you're seeing around how do we use space and what are, what are the goals of a community in, in creating options for people and getting away from that mindset that, you know, the car is king. And I think we're seeing a shift there as well. So we hold our annual convention every year, as most of our listeners know, um, and we were really fortunate this past summer when we were in Rochester, New York, to have Heidi actually come and speak at our convention. Do you want to talk a little bit about your experience, what you talked about? Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Um, yeah, just kind of what it was like to come to our annual convention. Yeah, it was great. It was a great opportunity um, to learn more about the work that all of you are doing um, and some of the issues that are on your priority list. Uh, so that was, that was great and got me thinking about ways that we can continue to partner together. Um, I was there, um, you know, to learn, obviously, um, and to introduce America Walks and hopefully get people thinking about ways that we can be a resource for the work that you're doing, but also ways that we can be a partner and maybe advance both of our missions um, at the same time. Because Claire, as you said, two voices are stronger than one. Um, and there's, there's so much work that we can do together. Um, and so I spoke a little bit about that, about some of the programs that we have at America Walks um, that could support efforts by, by ACB or ACB members, such as our Walking College program, which works to develop um, advocacy skills and communication skills around walking, walkable communities. Our grant program, which awards small uh, catalytic grants to communities who want to kind of kickstart a project. And, and inviting everyone to our own national conference, um, which, um, we actually are doing two this year. So we just wrapped one in September in Columbus, Ohio, and we will be in St. Louis, Missouri in March. Um, and I hope to see many, many ACB members there. That's exciting. Our annual convention back in 2018 was in St. Louis, Missouri. So we have some great, great members out there. And Heidi, if you could just wave a magic wand, <laughs> um, what would be some of the uh, I guess, uh, priorities or policy changes or innovations um, that you would will into existence? I think anything that really gets at reducing the number of pedestrian fatalities. It's, it's a growing and disturbing trend that we are seeing in America Walks that, um, you know, thousands of people are dying on our streets. And that means that we're, we're failing our communities. So whether it is lowering speeds so that they are more appropriate to the, the settings that they're in, um, whether it be improving street design, um, you know, like crosswalks, for example, or um, signals, wayfinding, Whatever that looks like, I really think my wish list would be the, the techniques that we know that aren't being employed um, to, to start really getting serious about reducing that number because it's just, um, you know, people are dying and, and we need to, to address that. Yeah, and 
at our annual convention last year and our members passed, I believe it was 16 resolutions um, passed by the, the national membership in attendance. And four of those, 25% were on transportation related priorities. Um, everything from accessible pedestrian signals to the, the use of micro and shared mobility devices like scooters and e-bikes, um, all the way up to the uh, future innovations that are coming down, down the pipeline or down the road, as it were. Is there work that America Walks is doing um, in those spaces, especially the autonomous vehicles and um, e-bikes and scooters, how they can be properly used and integrated into the transportation ecosystem? Yeah, obviously it's something that we're keeping a close eye on and adding our voice to. Um, in terms of, of where those things fit in our transportation landscape. Um, you know, one of our big concerns, um, and I know ACB shares this concern, is, is clutter on sidewalks um, in terms of, of scooters and e-bikes or whatever the case may be um, being um, left unattended um, and blocking people's passage. And really, I think there are solutions um, for that out there. I think people are kind of rethinking, you know, the use of curb space or parking spots um, or whatever the case may be. And I'm I'm glad to see that some of the some of the companies are are thinking creatively about how they can help to to manage um, those situations and those environments. So that's that's exciting. Uh, I don't, you know, they're not going to go anywhere and they're, they're certainly not the enemy. Um, but I think that we have to look at, again, um, are we prioritizing people in the way that we're using space and in the way that we are offering transportation options and alternatives? Um, and at America Walks, being at the table and being part of those discussions is critical because we do represent people um, at the end of the day. Um, in a, in a way that, um, you know, other organizations don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we've really enjoyed working with you so far with America Walks, and we're excited to work with you um, going forward and hopefully, you know, for many, many, many years to come. I just wanted to do a shout out and say thank you to Kate Kraft, um, yeah. your executive director. I, I, I heard through the grapevine that she'll be retiring. So thank you, Kate, for working with us. And it's been a great relationship thus far. Yes, um, Kate is, is moving on um, this later this year. Um, and we will be sad to see her go, but I think excited to start a new chapter um, for America Walks with whoever might, might take her, her very big shoes to fill. Mm, yeah, for sure. Well, is there anything else you wanted to uh, tell us about today that we should be aware of uh, with uh, what America Walks is up to or anything or anything that we should uh, just be aware of? No, just thank you again for having me. Please take a minute to learn a little bit more about our organization if you're interested. Feel free to reach out to me if you want to discuss ways or that we can work together or have questions. Um, and really do consider America Walks uh, a partner and a resource for the work that all of you are doing. I know we were very fortunate last year um, 
that Heidi came to our legislative seminar, or Heidi didn't come, I should say, a member of their board from America Walks came, and uh, we're, we're hoping to maybe uh, invite Heidi again this year. So um, keep an eye out at the legislative seminar and leadership conference. We're going to continue to hopefully continue that relationship every opportunity we get. <laughs> Great. And transportation is a, a priority for ACB and America Walks, and that will not be changing anytime soon. Um, so, Heidi, for folks who want to learn more about America Walks, what's the best way for them to do that? You can visit our website, um, americawalks.org, or feel free to shoot me an email um, at hsimon at americawalks.org, and I'm always happy to have a chat. Great. Well, thank you so much. This was a great conversation and we're happy to, to continue to foster this relationship. Um, as always, again, we said at the beginning, but we never can say it too often. If you have any advocacy issues you'd like assistance with, have questions, concerns, comments, feel free to uh, reach out to Clark and myself at advocacy at acb.org. That's advocacy at acb.org. I'll make Clark check the email. Um, we um, are just excited to have everybody listening and we're excited for 2020. I know there's going to be many a blind joke this year, but we're excited to see what 2020 has for us. So thanks everybody for listening. See what she did there. See what 2020. You like that? Had. I got that in there. <laughs> Folks, it's going to be a whole year of puns and jokes like that. So <laughs> you're get, welcome. Get used to it. <laughs> And Clark, what do we always say? Keep advocating. <laughs>